Welcome to uh, Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Dean. And uh, what are we doing here? Well, we are, our ultimate goal is to encourage climbers on to Love and Good Works in their local area. Yeah, man. Uh, love and Good Works into your local Craig. And general encouragement. General encouragement. And uh, we're going to hear some stories from folks, uh, a lot of their personal insights, and uh, let's hear what they have to say. Sounds good. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. Um, really appreciate it. We appreciate uh, listeners and we appreciate feedback, positive uh, or critical feedback. Um, this go around, we're talking with Josh Rays and really excited to hear from him. And we know that he has interesting story and stories and we want to just hear a small part of his is a love of climbing and um well you'll hear just tune in thanks josh yeah thanks, uh, tell Dean. us about yourself uh how old you are how you make money uh legal ways don't tell us any of the illegal ways to make money. <laughs> i was just gonna throw that disclaimer in there <laughs> <laughs> who you are about your climbing what makes you tick i know that's a bunch in one would you kind of tell us about yourself Okay, thanks, Dean, and uh, really appreciate you and Eric and for the opportunity to just sit and chat with you guys. Uh, great to finally meet Eric in person, yeah. and uh, I guess we're going to have to take a literal rain check on getting to meet you sometime soon, Dean, but I'm looking forward to it. I man. know. <laughs> yeah, same here. So, uh, so my name is Josh Reyes, and I'm 45 years old now. It's crazy to think about that, but here I am. Uh, got got some gray in the beard even. I uh, like to think it's wisdom or children, one of the two or both. <laughs> and uh, yeah. man, let's see. So I live in uh, a small uh, college town in Alabama called Jacksonville. And the uh, university there is Jacksonville State University. And I have a little side gig that I do there. That's that's one of the ways that I make uh, some legal money that, uh, that you were asking about. And I'll We'll talk about that more later because it's that also leads into some ministry chat. But uh, yeah, it's a nice little town. We actually moved there, uh, my wife and at the time, uh, only daughter, uh, back in 2005. Uh, my my life prior to that was actually military. I'm a Navy vet. Uh, I was actually a nuclear mechanic and uh, a Navy diver on submarines. That was uh, the first uh, 10 years of my my life outside of my hometown and uh, 2005 we moved to Jacksonville Alabama and that's when I had filled my second enlistment yeah my second enlistment and decided uh, well with some prayer of course that I was ready to become a civilian and uh, decide my own direction in life oh man <laughs> and be uh, above the surface <laughs> of the water instead of below so that was, so we should uh, pause. We should uh, pause and say, uh, just we happen to be talking on Veterans Day. So yeah, thanks for your service. Want to say thank you. Really respect you for that. Yes, I really appreciate that. Thanks. And uh, same to all my brothers uh, that are our veterans that are listening to this. Uh, thank you guys for your service, and especially my submarine brothers. Uh, it is a brotherhood, and uh, love and miss you guys. Yeah. And for those that are out there right now, really appreciate you taking the baton. Yes. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I, once I became a civilian in 2005, uh, I couldn't totally break myself away from the military because it was uh, what I knew. So I became a, a government contractor for the Department of Defense, and it was at a facility that destroys chemical weapons. There was a, a big international treaty between us and Russia and China and a few others that uh, decided back in 19, early 1990s to uh, go ahead and destroy all of our stockpiles of chemical weapons since they were outlawed for use in wartime. So the uh, facility that I hired on straight out of the Navy was, was uh, specializing in doing that and uh, moved there in 2005. Been there ever since. Uh, it was kind of strange because I was used to moving around so much in the military, like every couple of years you get that itch, like you never want to unpack because you know you're gonna have to pack again. And uh, Every couple of years, it, it comes up and uh, we're not moving anywhere. And probably about 10 years into it, I told my wife, Brandy, okay, we can finally start hanging some pictures up and <laughs> decorate it a little bit because it looks nice. like, like we're going to be here a while. Yeah, you're going to be uh, settled. Yeah, and uh, it's, I've just really grown to, to love Alabama. Uh, never would I have imagined that I would actually be in Jacksonville, Alabama. Uh, it's, that's not my roots, but uh, it, it's where I call home now. Right on. So, uh, Josh, you're a, a climber, and would you say you're a rope climber, long alpine uh, approach, and multi-pitch uh, mountain stuff, or boulder, or what kind? Of, how do you identify yourself uh, for climbing? So I'm definitely heart and soul a boulder. I know okay. that, that kind of breaks you guys' hearts. No, <laughs> long, long, uh, long multi-pitch or even just uh, a single pitch is just a series of uh, boulder moves. That's, that's so, what I like to say until I try it and then it feels like way worse than that. <laughs> so uh, what is one of Should your- Should we stop this record? Should we stop the recording? Because is bouldering even climbing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just mean. That's just mean. <laughs> So, uh, what is your, what's your proudest send or maybe your best, biggest, uh, personal accomplishment, uh, mm. with, uh, climbing, bouldering and all of that? Okay. Well, there's, there's three that come immediately to mind. And, uh, of those three, you guys will be happy to hear this. Uh, one of them was a multi-pitch. Yes. My, my first and only multi-pitch. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll start with that one. That was on my, my wife, Brandy and I's 20th anniversary in, in 2020. Uh, we rolled out to uh, to Jackson, Wyoming, and I had a, a guided climb out in the Tetons, and it was a uh, multi-pitch, nothing super serious. I think it was like a 5.8 with uh, a variation here and there to, to put it like a 10, mid-10 or something, but uh, you know, I wanted to try multi-pitch. I'd never done that before. I'd done a lot of single-pitch sport climbing, but but never multi-pitch, and uh, that, was, that was on the bucket list, so... I would you went out there and uh, I'll tell you what, I would definitely do it again. Like I truly loved it, the, uh, the exposure. And as much as I like bouldering, I think I'm built for long climbs. Like, oh. I really am. So Dean, I, are you hearing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I kind of thrive on like power endurance type boulders. And whenever I do get the, uh, the itch to put a harness on for some, some single pitch, like a couple of weeks outside and the endurance is back and I'm, and I'm clicking. Uh, I won't say that about the head game, but at least the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the physical requirements are yeah. there or met. 
So, uh, so big, uh, big climb during the Tetons is uh, kind of a, a big hallmark, uh, memory, big sin. Any other huge yeah. accomplishments or like, uh, aren't you kind of famous in your neck of the woods? Uh, I don't know about that. It could be just time served <laughs> from people <laughs> running into me so many times they might think I'm famous. I don't know. Uh, I, I did a lot of competition climbing when I moved to the South. Uh, I was I was starting to uh, get, uh, I guess, decent, like into what they would call the advanced uh -huh. uh, bracket. And that's uh, when, you, when you get into outdoor competing, that's like in the V6 to V8 range generally. Okay. And uh, my first year in Alabama, I jumped like three grades outdoor oh, wow. grades uh, just from having real rock. Yeah. Uh, very convenient. Mm. I was in uh, Charleston, South Carolina last, so great for scuba diving, but okay. uh, not so much for climbing. Right on. So once I moved to Alabama, there was just tons of good rock everywhere. Oh man! And you're involved in the Chandler Mountain Challenge too, aren't you? That's correct. Say more about that. Uh, so that, oh man, that's, uh, last year, I guess earlier this year in 22, was our 15th anniversary for the Chandler Mountain Challenge. And what that is, is a combined fundraiser and competition, uh, probably competition in smaller letters, I'd say. But the, uh, the whole point of it is, it's the, as far as I know, the only Climbers for Christ uh, run event i guess or sponsored like we're, we're the yeah. the head yeah head sponsor on that and yep. what it is is you have a, a block of time like seven or eight hours and every boulder problem that you climb in that seven or eight hours counts as cash raised in your name for the nonprofit that we're gonna raise money for and donate to. Nice. So if you get out there and you climb a V3, that's three dollars. V5 okay. is five dollars, right? Okay. Uh, we even got a V zeros to count as one dollar, right? Because nice. you're doing something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So uh, it's it's so awesome because we tell everybody what the non the nonprofit is that we're raising the money for. In the past two or three years, it's been a, an organization called Orphan Boys. Uh, which is a, a multifaceted organization that helps children in Vietnam okay. in a lot of different ways. Kids with special needs. They do sex trafficking, rescue, and prevention. Uh, they do house orphans themselves. Uh, kids out in the woods, they take them, I'm sorry, up in the mountains, they take them coats and mm -hmm. shoes in the winter. Uh, just all kinds of different things. It's, it's really, really cool. Nice. And uh, a little a side jaunt in 2018, I went out there for a therapy center they were opening for kids with special needs right. and built a climbing wall there for the children there for for therapy and for rehab and then just for the kids that more had like uh, intellectual disabilities yeah. but were physically you know able and had no issues there like um, it was for them to enjoy also right, right on. and it's kind of personal for me because jumping into my personal life of touch my, yeah. my youngest child my son Seth he has Down syndrome right on. and so uh, I used climbing, I have a, a setup in my garage, I used climbing to help him uh, with uh, basically therapy because his muscle oh. development was, was really, really behind for his age. Right on. And uh, we were taking him to therapy, none yeah. of that worked, so I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to try it here and make yeah. him climb, and he loved it. Awesome, right? Dad. And it was, yeah. it was working. So, oh, sweet. Uh, First-hand experience that climbing really does work yeah. for rehabilitation, right, and, yeah. and therapy. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. knowing awesome. that... Knowing that, I went out to uh, Vietnam and built a wall for that same purpose. Ah, right? sweet. So that's kind of the tie that we had with Orphan Voice. So back to the Channel Mountain Challenge. 
yeah. in the past three years, the proceeds that we raised <coughs> from everybody bouldering and, and uh, knocking up all those V points and turning them into dollars, the, uh, the grand total that we would raise, we would donate 100% of those proceeds to the nonprofit, nice. which in this case was Orphan Boys. So good. So, yeah. Holy smokes. How much was raised this last year? Do you oh, know? my goodness. So let me go two years back because this okay. is kind of blow your mind. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the event had kind of been low-key for, for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, just be, because of resources and uh, not a lot of, uh, what would you say, advertisements, you know, things like that. People didn't really know of it, even though it was at a premier boulder field at, at Horsepens 40. Uh, and then in uh, 2021, we had a record number of registrants, which was at a, right at 100. And of those, 70 climbed, about 70. And we had a, a donor who, who had put in about $5,000, mm-hmm. uh, just this uh, guy and his wife. And uh, they, that, that's a whole other story that's probably for a separate bo- podcast. I mean, the way yeah, God yeah. works is just unbelievable. But it was my first time running the Chandler Mountain Challenge. And typically, we had raised probably 1500 to $2,000 total. Uh-huh. Right? And that was with Climbers for Christ putting in... I think 500 or a thousand of that so you know <clears throat> doing something but not raising a ton of money yeah and then uh, my first first year taking it over in 2021 well, I was networked from my my years in the climbing community here in the south but I never really like reached out for sponsors you know and started the, uh, the old panhandling and calling people up and yeah emailing. so I was like what am I gonna do and yeah and, uh, my my buddy calls me up out of the blue and he's like hey uh, my wife and I, we sold some property that we had inherited and God was telling us to, uh, well, we, we were wanting to tithe off the, uh, the money that we made and God told me that I need to give it to you for your fundraiser that you got coming up. Wow. And I was like, wow, buddy, that's, that's awesome. How much are we talking? And he was like, well, you know, it's, it's 5,000. And I thought he meant 5,000 was what they got from the uh, property. Right. right? And uh, I was like, okay, how much of that are you wanting to give? And he's like, no, I don't think you're understanding me, bro. I'm, oh. I'm giving you 5000 Yeah. And I was absolutely floored. And there's, there's more to that that I could really go into. But the way God works to help him and his wife, he told them both separately. They didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And both of them reached out to me yeah. separately. And so they oh. wanted to give. And then, <laughs> and then they, we got on a call together. <laughs> Uh, we got on a call together and that's when they realized oh my gosh that's God so funny each of them separately right that's so that so was beautiful. that was so amazing for God yeah. to like yeah. confirm that between them and their marriage yeah. right that they were both hearing uh, correctly from yeah. the Lord and that he just uh, put them in perfect union on something so big oh wow uh, just amazing story if any of the listeners want to contribute to uh, Chandler Mountain Challenge and all of that uh, they're able to connect with y'all through uh uh, the interweb and all these things. Is yes, that right? sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll start hyping it up here right at the turn of the new year. And okay. uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's uh, Chandler Mountain Challenge. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're easy to find. We'll be putting right. a lot of word out. Uh, the uh, the date of the event is uh-huh. anywhere from the back half of March to the first week of April. Okay. So for any of you that have been there, you all know how crazy it gets and how amazing it is. And I'm sure you'll be back. Uh, for those of you that haven't been to it, you need to go. You're missing out. It is an amazing event. That's awesome.
us about your spiritual life. If you have one, uh, what does it look like? How does someone know who you are spiritually? Well, I'm really big into voodoo right now. <laughs> I hear they do Actually, that in the South. Hey, that's a real thing. <laughs> Actually, that was uh, tongue in cheek of truth. Uh, one of my, my longtime friends and uh, first sponsors was uh, Voodoo Holds, and uh, the owner there, Gina Richer, love you, sis. If you're listening, uh, they make the best crash pads and some amazing climbing holds. Oh, so, right on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm into Voodoo. Just not that's okay. Shout, shout out to them. <laughs> just not in that's the uh, spiritual way. Uh, I was I was basically uh, I grew up in a. A broken home where uh, my dad and my mom, my mom was a believer, my dad was not. And uh, I'll just say it wasn't the greatest setting, uh, but my dad did end up uh, becoming a Christian when when I was, uh, I think, about 10 years old. And so it was kind of some rough going up until then. And I became a Christian uh, through my mom uh, probably... I think around that age, maybe eight, ten, something like that. I was I was pretty young, mm-hmm. and uh, grew up going to church, whether I liked it or not, whether I wanted to or not. And uh, let's see, kind of fast forward to high school. I was in in youth groups and things like that. Uh, I always had a hunger for the Bible. Uh, just reading, my mom had a picture Bible when I was a kid. Yeah, and when I read the. Uh, the Bible with no pictures now, which you know, I guess, guess kind of has to. I still to, read right? picture Bible. <laughs> I read it with my kids as an excuse. I, I say it's for them. I like the cart. I like the cartoon videos. That's what I like. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the Moses one. That one's great. Uh, so yeah. the uh, the picture Bible. It's awesome because when I read the uh, the regular Bible now, like I still picture in my mind the scenes from the oh, picture Bible, yeah. and so it's so vivid to me. Yeah, uh, but I I think that really helped put a hunger in me for for the word, and so I just always had this this longing to just absorb it like a sponge. And so since my youth, and, you know, I've been reading the Bible all the way through and going back and skipping around, and uh, that really kind of helped lay a, a good uh, foundation for me. So that when I did graduate, and I, as I mentioned, I went on to the Navy, where it's not the uh, the most spiritually yeah <laughs> established yeah uh, workplace. Yeah, uh, that really, really helped me because that was honestly when I realized that my foundation in Christ was worth everything. Because I had guys around me that didn't have a solid foundation. Some of them knew it and didn't care. Some of them didn't know it until life hit them square in the mouth. And I saw so many people fall apart. And uh, the only difference, you know, I was no better than them. But when life hit me square in the mouth, I was on a foundation that couldn't be shaken or taken so uh, that was the difference and that really helped me draw in closer in my relationship with Christ so it was honestly uh, in the military where I really started to to draw in closer and closer Um, actually I got qualified as the uh, the chaplain on my submarine so whenever we deployed yeah I was the guy that would lead you know the Sunday service and Bible studies and stuff yeah and uh, those experiences kind of helped me really draw in closer in my walk with God, but then also become more of a, a mentor uh, for the guys that I was around because yeah. it was it was more motivation for me to set myself apart. You know right. what I mean? So that they knew that yeah. I was different and this is why. Yeah. In, a, in a good way, not in a crazy way where I'm throwing Bibles at them and, right. and not ever associating with them. 
Right. You know, I would when we deploy, I'd, I'd go out with them, and and we'd go to the bars because I had to make sure we all got home safely. You know, <laughs> and uh, that was something that I think uh, it, it really helps uh, the guys and I get close. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a brotherhood, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, you're all just kind of suffering together. Yeah. But uh, to have someone that could speak with him about deeper things in real life, they really latched onto that, and, and we got even closer through that. And they. Uh, they look to me a lot of times for help. Oh, I bet. Especially in an enclosed awesome. environment like that, underwater, traveling. How long were you out for when you'd go out? How long uh, is a deployment? Typically, you're, well, a deployment is six months away from home. Uh -huh. Now, you're not underwater that whole six months, but mm -hmm. most of it you are. And uh, there was one stretch, I think the longest stretch for us was right around 35, almost 40 days, somewhere in that neighborhood where we were uh, on, on station for a mission that uh, I can't, can't divulge or I'm going to have to take yep. Aaron out and then go hunt you down dude. I told you guys about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't tell me, please. <laughs> Josh, what gets you stoked? What, uh, you know, what gets you up in the morning and uh, keeps you going? Uh, whether it be climbing or in life or family or like, you know, what's the top number one thing that, that gets you up and at them? Well, first and foremost, that's kind of an easy one, is my relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. just uh, where he's brought me from where I started. You know, I grew up in a small town in New Mexico <clears throat> in a poor family with uh, very little means. And I had big dreams just like every kid. But uh, because of my relationship with Christ, uh, he's truly blown my mind. And yeah. It's just so amazing and so like every morning uh, my morning prayer truly is like thank you God for mm -hmm. for loving me yeah. and for the life that you give me thank you that I'm Joshua Anthony Reyes I <laughs> no one else I'd rather be uh, <laughs> I wish awesome. I had made some different choices along the way oh, but yeah. uh, there's no one else I'd rather be I truly love who I am in my life and the amazing wife that he's given me and Brandy my awesome three kids yeah you know it's it's faith and family really are the, the biggest things to get me up in the morning and, and give me the motivation to, to press through. So absolutely. And of course, climbing, right? Uh, climbing oh, yeah. is the, the passion uh, for the uh, non-work related stuff, you know. That's oh man. For sure, uh, a big part of my life. Uh, it's, for those of us that know, it's, it's not a hobby. It truly is a lifestyle. Uh, we learn so much mm. from climbing and climbing truly is a parallel. Uh, whenever I'm mentoring uh, people in the small group that I have, um, I tell them that climbing is a very tangible way to experience spiritual truths. And it is. It's so easy yeah. to draw those parallels oh, for yeah. uh, other, another group of climbers. Yeah. So, climbing really has, a, has a, uh, a wonderful, strange way of laying everything about us bare. <laughs> Absolutely. Really revealing our insights. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes literally, but, but that's just on the bad days. That's a really bad day. Yeah, and if you have a, an issue with failure, this is the wrong sport for you. Yes. <laughs> so what, uh, what advice would you give your younger self? Or if you had a do-over, what would it be? Oh, man. Well, I would say it's a really good question. We only have good questions, Josh. All right. <laughs> I step up my game and have some answers to match those. Uh, I would say growing up, 
uh, being the, the firstborn, I recently had a discussion about this with a, a couple of young guys, or youngest borns. Uh, being, being, the, <laughs> being the firstborn, uh, I was a pretty selfish kid growing up. And so when number two and number three came, I wasn't too psyched to share mom and dad or the toys or the time or anything like that. And uh, I think I struggled with that a lot uh, growing up. I was just naturally very selfish. And that even carried into my marriage. And uh, my wife is naturally, she has such a, ser a servant's heart. And uh, that worked out great for me, right? Because she loved to serve and I love to be served. So no need to change here. No. <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you say happily ever after, Dean? Or happily never yeah, after. I said, it. I said and you and you lived happily ever after. <laughs> right, period on the end of sentence. But uh thank God that she also has a, a very large uh load of patience. <laughs> oh man. And uh she stuck it out and, and waited on me, uh literally waited on me hand and foot, but also waited patiently for me to realize that it's not all about being served, it's about actually taking a look at what Jesus did and Crazy as it sounds, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And it, I think it took me too long, really, Dean and uh, Eric, to, to realize that. Um, here I am at 45, and I don't know if I could pin like a, you know, a date on it, but I would say it was probably my late 20s to probably even early 30s that I started to realize how rewarding it is to serve others instead of looking to be served. And now that that's what I do a whole lot more, like before it was, I'd be going out and climbing and hey, you guys try to keep up, and I'm yeah. gonna be doing what I'm doing and yeah. uh, maybe I'll <clears throat> see you at the end of the day kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's more of a, gosh, I hope I can actually get a climbing day in this week, you know, instead of coaching or mentoring or something. And so I appreciate my climbing so much more, but uh, I wouldn't change a thing right now about the opportunities that God's given me to serve others through mentoring and teaching and, and coaching and challenging and, uh, and discipling. Uh, there's, there's so much more reward in that. Mm -hmm. And so if I could turn the clock back, I would dial the clock back on when I actually recognize that and matured mm -hmm. enough to actually start doing it. Part of your personal story, Josh, uh, do we really need to hear? Because uh, you've shared quite a bit, and I wonder if there's something uh, in your heart and soul that you're thinking, you know what, I really need to figure out a way to tell these guys this and listeners this. Uh, is there anything like that that you know you you think, boy, I really need to share that? I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure I don't miss that. Wow. Uh, let me think. Well, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to give you kind of a two-part answer on that. One of okay. them is going back to uh, one of the earlier questions that you asked me about uh -huh. some like landmark climbs or sins, yeah, yeah. right? Because that really ties in. Uh, there's There was two Boulder problems in particular that really drove home two things that I would really like to pass on to people that are, that are listening. Especially if you're climbers, uh, you, you can identify with this totally. Uh, we moved to, to Alabama in 2005, and there was a, a really, really famous boulder problem called Skywalker. 
at Horsefence 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, Google it. It's just beautiful. It's one of those four or five stars. Either you're strong enough to do it or you're not. There's no way to cheat yourself around it. It's just, uh, there's only one way to go. It's uh-huh. a beautiful piece of rock to look at. You know, it meets all the check boxes, right? Yeah. And uh, it was a pipe dream for me. You know, uh-huh. we, had, we had gone to horse pens years before and uh, <clears throat> I had gone and stared at it, drooled a little bit, but kind what's of it, waved it, it off. And uh, it, back then it was a nine and now it's like a solid like sandbagged eight in the guidebook. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's still, you know, right around there. Eight, if it went for sandbags, I don't think there would be anything yeah. going on. I would love to say that, except I'm pretty guilty of it now. <laughs> it's one of those, if I suffer, now you got to suffer because I did. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I, so I started projecting Skywalker, and uh, it was it was about let's see from March to September. That's about six months, and of course through the summertime in Alabama, the summer is just absolutely horrendous. Didn't care. I was that psyched, and there was so many times I was out out there alone, and I felt like I really connected with God when I was outside by myself. And there was one point where I had it. Anybody that's projected, I don't know if it goes like this on ropes as much because there's so much more land to cover or ground to cover, but in boulder problems, if you can get this thing dialed in two overlapping pieces, man, like it's it's a matter of time now, right? Yeah. And Skywalker's a pretty long climb. I think it's uh, pushing 25 to 30 hand movements oh, wow. in the feet, right? So it's, it's pretty long. And uh, I got it in two overlapping pieces, right? And so nice. I'm, I'm like, there, I'm there. And one day I go out there by myself, uh, set all the pads up, and I get to the second to last move, which if you hit that move, it's over, right? Yeah. And as I'm doing this long lock off off this really bad sloper to another okay sloper yeah. at, at the top, uh, my right hand blows and I go flying off yeah. and just take a tumble. Didn't get hurt, but uh, other than my ego, right? Yeah. And when I landed, normally, like I'd be pretty frustrated, you know, like one move away. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, I actually started laughing about it because at that moment, God really spoke to me very vividly because I said to myself, it's not a matter of if anymore. It's a matter of when this thing's done. So like it was almost a load taken off of me because I knew that it, it, it was it was going to happen now, right? Yeah. And at that moment, God spoke to me and said, Son, this is what the difference is between hope and faith. He said, hope is that desire. When you mm-hmm. saw this thing at first, you really wanted to do it, but you didn't know if you would or even could. Yeah. And then now you've made that transition to faith, which is not, not just a desire, it's the expectation, mm. right? And I went from the desire and hoping to the expectation of, of faith and he's like that's what genuine faith is like it's like reality that's been put on a on a on a timer you know that it's gonna happen you don't know when but it's the time's now ticking it's inevitable and that's what i really felt with skywalker and so there was like no more pressure because each time i came after that i'd walk up to it and i'd, I'd talk sweet nothings to it hey baby i'm back <laughs> is, is today the day or i talked to rock also are we gonna fight some more <laughs> and uh i'll never forget when i sent it it was i was by myself one in the morning uh <coughs> with a lantern and a headlamp and i, I put it down first go and you know it was it wasn't surprise. It was like, ah, nice. okay, this was the day, you know. Dean, this guy, amazing. this guy is committed. He's out climbing at one in the morning. I was just, 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 I
was just thinking one in the morning. This uh, that's this about when we get off our routes. <laughs> I was just thinking this almost 50, 52 year old. That's when I the first time I get up go use the restroom. At night. <laughs> <laughs> that's just around the corner for you. He's probably already doing that, and he's just keeping it to himself. You said you said there was like a second part uh, to this, like a two part. Uh, yeah, topic. yeah. So okay. the uh, the other one was. Uh, the hardest climb that I've ever done uh, uh, to date, and this is a, a V10 boulder problem that uh, I was actually blessed enough to get the first ascent of wow. at Horse Pens. Nice. And uh, uh, I will gladly uh, say this loud and proud in front of anybody yes. that wants to challenge me on it, but it truly does have the hardest top out, hardest mantle at Horse Pens 40. Yeah. And Horse Pens 40 is. For anybody that's been there, you know, like, it's like trying to clamber up a beach ball at the end. You know, it just, they don't give it up on the top outs there. And nice. this one really is a doozy. So uh, I projected this thing, got the FA back in 2007, and uh, it was my first uh, double-digit boulder problem. Nice. It's since been confirmed at, at V10. Nice. And I named it God Given. And right there's, uh, there's such an awesome story to it. I won't go into all the details, but uh, just a quick flyover on it. I've been projecting it for like eight months with the crew. It's a little bit tall, and the the V10 part is actually the mantle, like a several move mantle, and you can fly off it in awkward ways at different times. You never yeah. know when it's coming, yeah. and uh, yeah, <coughs> you can definitely uh, rough yourself up if you don't land right. And so uh, as we got closer to unlocking this thing and realizing that the top was where the business was. The the group that was committed to working it shrank and shrank, <laughs> and shrank until until it was just me, man. <laughs> and then it was me like trying to pay my buddies, you know, in in uh, food and beer and whatever else to uh, come out with me and uh, yes. spot me and stuff. So uh, it was really funny, but uh, there was a there's a really famous competition series in the south called the Triple Crown Bouldering Series. Okay. And the last stop is at Horsepens Forty. It's very right. popular, and uh, a lot of the big names uh, would come out there. Like in the past, for those of you that know, uh, Daniel Woods, Paul Robinson, right um, Jason Kale, Chris Sharma even came once upon a time. You know all those guys that are strong. Jimmy Webb. Mm -hmm. uh, so all those crushers uh, would would come out and just put on a show, right? And uh, one of the main developers there, his name's Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, he came up to me one day and he told me, "If you don't get the FA on this thing before the uh, competition, I'm going to make this a money project, and Ooh. whoever gets the FA, I'm paying them two hundred bucks. Yeah, and I'm going to tell everybody that it's a money project. So that was you better, <laughs> you better get it, or all the blood, sweat, and tears." <laughs> so did he give you the two hundred bucks? Actually, he did. <laughs> nice. Uh, there, I even took a day off of work the week before the comp just to try to go put this thing down. Yes. That's how much I wanted it. And I still didn't get it, man. I was so mad. When did you so, get it? That's awesome. Uh, I got it on the day of the competition. Oh, man. Right? Because he told me, so uh, Paul Robinson, Paul, if, you're, if you happen to be listening, hopefully <clears throat> you, you probably won't remember this as, as much as, as I do because you, you were kind of passing through and it was like my life's work. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I was warming up and I, I knew all I cared about was I wanted to go and do that thing. I didn't yeah. care if I did all my other climbs for the competition. I wanted God-given. Like I had the name picked out and everything. So I warm up and I go over to it and 
there's a crowd of people there and it's at a boulder that usually doesn't get a lot of crowd uh, a yeah. lot of people and i'm like why in the world and i walk around the corner none other than paul robinson uh, he sees it's a money project adam told him so he's going to try to put it down and get that cash and the big points right yeah and uh, I climbed with Paul before, and he's you know he's so strong. And at different areas, he was humble enough to just give me beta and take the time and help yeah. walk me through some things. And so he comes walking up to me, and he's like, "Hey man, I heard you've been working this. Uh, can you can you give me some beta on it?" And uh, <laughs> I I really tried to be as much of a Christian as I could. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wanted to give him all the wrong beta on that because I wanted it so bad because he's so strong, you know? Yeah. And uh, I gave him some, you know, yeah. I wasn't going to give him all the nuances. He had to work for it just like I did. Yeah. And uh, he floats the bottom of this thing to the lip and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's to the lip is probably like a hard six, maybe moderate seven. And then the business starts. Mm -hmm. He made it look like a boring warm up to the lip. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all my work yeah. you know yeah. and he's coming yeah. here one day he's gonna sweep it all the way yeah and he falls and i'm like right on. oh my goodness okay that's a fluke and so i'm all over excited so i jump on there and i'm way too excited i'm not breathing right nothing's going right and i fall too and we trade burns going back and forth uh for about six or seven attempts and it's a long it's a long climb yeah and uh <laughs> finally paul's like dude that mantle is some business and it's pretty scary. I got other stuff I got to put on my card, so I'm going to leave you to it. Good luck. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Uh -huh. And so I take a break and I don't know if you guys are this way, but anytime I project something and mm -hmm. if I put a lot of effort into it and it doesn't go, I can't yeah. take a break and then come back same day and get on it. Okay. It just doesn't go. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Jeremy, uh, uh, just my best friend uh, from Charleston, amazing guy, uh, he was like, hey, take a break. And when you're ready, you tell me, and we're going to come back, and you're going to send this thing. I know it. I mean, this dude, he, he had more faith in me than I had. Nice. He's one of those guys. Yeah. And so I, I took a good break, and uh, my wife and daughter showed up. And uh, all of a sudden, like, I really felt like this inspiration come over me, like, now, get over there. So I look at Jeremy, and I didn't even say the word. He saw me, and he points. He's like, go. I'll grab the pads. You go start breathing or do whatever it is you got to do to psych yourself up. Yeah. And so I went over there. The crowd's gone. Yeah. So I just brushed through the holes, you know, walked through the bait of my mind. And you better believe I was praying. And I'm like, God, I want this climb to be one that really speaks as a witness for you. Yeah. Of course I want this. This is the hardest thing and the, my favorite thing I've ever tried. And yeah. The hardest, you know. But I want this to glorify you and be a conversation piece that points people to you. And so Jeremy comes over, he lays the pads down and I breathe and then my buddy's filming. There happened to be a, a pro photographer there, um, John Dickey, if you guys know that name. Okay, okay. Uh, he, he happened to be right around there and he shot uh, photos of me. I'm getting an F.A. And uh, <laughs> that go, it was so beautiful because my wife was there, my daughter was there. In the video, yeah. you can hear my daughter. She was four or five years old saying, uh -huh. go daddy, go. <laughs> you know, I swear like- I was No gonna, pressure. <laughs> I was like, just gonna rip those holds off the rock because yes. you know, of, of her little voice just yelling <laughs> for me. And like all my old school buddies that were the developers, like everybody's there. It's one of those moments. And I just float through this thing. And at the top, uh, my, my buddy, uh, Jeremy, he's, 
leaning over the, the top, screaming and spitting at me, saying, nobody's been here before. Nobody's been here. Right? And I press this thing out. I top it out. And I just lose my mind. Everybody's <laughs> screaming. I, I think I am ready to start bawling. I'm ready to start crying. <laughs> this is such a great story. Holy smokes. So oh, I, I did actually, I did tear up a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, just it was. I could have retired that day. Before, you know, like <laughs> I can die in peace now. Yeah, it was that amazing. And uh, they were like, "What's it called?" And I said, "This is called God given because it truly was. I've never projected, yeah. failed, and come back to that yeah. project on the same day and put yeah. it down. Right and uh, this is the so hardest good. thing I've ever done." Yeah. And so I want people to know that God cares about his children, yeah. not just in our salvation, in our eternal life, not just in providing for our needs here on earth, but even for those things that in a big scheme of things really don't matter, <clears throat> but they matter yeah. to us. And oh. that climb was so, so special to me. It meant so much to me, you know, one of how many millions yeah. of people, right? And yeah. as as a loving father not just the creator of the universe yeah. he really showed that relational aspect and said oh man i know this is important for you son here you go you oh, put man. in the work and this is my blessing to you i named it god given so that i could give him the glory for that yeah. and have a conversation piece about it that oh, I, and i've been telling people this story for 15 years now. i love it and uh i use that to, to really inspire uh, kids that i've coached and students that i've coached so uh the, the lesson from all that, and that's one of the things that I wanted to, to really yeah. convey to everyone here yes. that's listening, is that <coughs> if you're a Christian, that please understand that God isn't just this all-powerful being that can control everything. He truly is a loving, heavenly Father who cares about each one of us as individuals. Mm. And Christianity is that relationship with him through jesus christ and it truly is a relationship not a set of rules to be followed there are rules that come along with that relationship to make it deeper and more fulfilling yeah right just like love has to have boundaries for it to be genuine love and uh that god loves to demonstrate that to us not just in saving our souls which my goodness there's enough gratitude there for eternity yeah but in our in our lives here on earth meeting our needs and then even in the passions that we have that he instilled into us yeah the passions to to reach other people and to serve and give him glory but also to just have fun and to be blessed yeah. and enjoy the things that yeah. we enjoy yes and that was so such good. an amazing way that he confirmed to me the reality of the christian faith yeah and what it truly is yeah. you know that it's all about that relational aspect with God through Jesus Christ. Awesome. Josh, tell us what you, what uh, thoughts come to mind when you hear this statement, climb hard, love harder. Climb hard, love harder. Well, first of all, it's catchy, right? Because... What climber doesn't want to climb hard? You know, the vast majority of us, we do it to push ourselves. And that's the beauty of climbing is it, it really has no ceiling, right? You never can say that you've arrived. You can always get better. And that really translates to life, right? You can never say, I've arrived. 
Uh, I really don't like it when people say that's that's just the way I am. Deal with it. You know, we can always get better in so many different aspects of our life, right? So climb hard. I, I love that. And then to love harder is really to show priority in in what the Christian faith is. Uh, it says that that God demonstrates love to us and how he, he gave himself for us and paid the highest price for us. And so that's a model for us to pour ourselves out for others. So climbing is kind of like that, that tangible that I referenced earlier. It's that tangible way to experience spiritual truths. Well, we all know what it means when we say climb hard. You know, if somebody's yeah. on a project or something or at a competition, they're like, get after it, go, climb yeah. hard, push. All those yeah. go words that we all use, we all know what that means, yeah. right? And so yeah. to, to understand that and to be able to apply it in, in who we are as, as people, uh, as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, to love harder than that is really to commit, yeah. you know, and to make service, uh, first of all, to God and uh, to others a priority. Do you, do you have an example maybe where, uh, you, uh, climbed hard, but you loved harder or maybe a, a tangible example where somebody expressed that to you, they were climbing harder, you were climbing, but there was, they were loving you harder than, than that. Oh man. The second <clears throat> one I have to think about for a sec. Um, the first one for me, I think kind of like a, an all-encompassing answer was is like I told you guys I was a late bloomer when it came to really having a heart to serve right yeah. like I struggled yeah. with that I still do here and there right but I have definitely more of a heart to serve than I ever did yeah and so uh, I know God gave me a, a gift at climbing uh, I, I was kind of a late starter at, at about 20 years old and I got got strong fairly quickly uh, for back, you know, in, in my day, yeah. you know, there weren't gyms everywhere and people to teach me, you know, I kind of just had to learn yeah. trial by fire, right? Yeah. But uh, I got to where I was competing at a, at a pretty good level and stuff and, and doing well. And I think if I had stayed selfish and kept training and made it all about me, like uh -huh. I could for sure probably be at least V12, maybe 13, who knows, and beyond. Yeah. But in 2007-ish, I think, was when God called me to use my climbing to give back to Him in service to see what He could do to reach people and, uh, and, and how I could show people God's love through climbing. Uh, when, I, when I made that very clear decision, then it became more about serving others and loving harder than climbing hard myself. Right. Right. And so that was an awesome transition. I started a, a small group in my garage. Uh, we call it the furnace, lovingly. Nice. Uh, it's, it's a nice uh, little reference to those of you who know the, uh, the story of Daniel and his three friends, right? And, yeah. and, the, and the furnace, them standing, standing ground and, and showing their faith. That's what that's based on. And, and so uh, for years, I've had a small group uh, that was to mentor climbers, whether they were... Christian or not, uh, for those who were Christians to strengthen them in their faith and disciple them, help them to grow. For those who were not Christians, to give them, to make the gospel attractive and Christianity attractive mm -hmm. and say, look, this is what this really looks mm -hmm. like. I don't know what you guys yeah. have experienced or what you've heard, yeah. but this is what it means. And 
transitioning to doing that and serving and quote loving harder was a big move for me because that wasn't naturally who I was and but for the grace of God it that's not who I would be amen but uh that's why I started loving harder instead of uh just climbing hard love it that's good thank you Josh you've been out on the uh, boulders all day you're hot and sweaty uh, you're all done. What is your favorite uh, go-to after climbing beverage? After climbing beverage? Oh, man. Or snack? Well, you can't beat my wife's tacos. I wouldn't call that a snack, but that's one of the first things I crave. Yes. <laughs> right after, right after climbing. I love me some good tacos. Holy oh, smokes. And being Mexican, that's in my I'll, blood, right? I'll be, uh, I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right, Dean. <laughs> That's an open invite. Uh, let's see. I, I got to tell you, like, if I'm if my hands are just straight ravaged, you know, like yeah, I'm going all day, like competition, yeah. hard day or yeah, projecting yeah. day. Uh, I got to tell you, man, nothing beats like a good amber ale or IPA for oh, me. Like, yes, just like yes. Uh, that cold pint, yeah, poured you know from a draft and just holding it with both hands and just having that coldest, you know, numb my fingers and my hands. It's so good. And just to sip on it with a with a good meal and and uh, all my buddies and just talking about all the glories and fails of the day. Yes, that's hard to beat. That is it really is hard to beat. Uh, that's that's probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, Josh, thank you so much for visiting. I uh, that uh, that uh, story of your V ten literally, you almost had me in tears. I'm just like <laughs> like just panting and breathing like with you. I was like. Oh my gosh, got sin. And then when you did, uh, I know my I... Hands, my hands were sweating like crazy. <laughs> right? So uh, there was a, a, a few years ago, uh, Dean, uh, I was super fortunate, uh, and Dean uh, seconded me on a great big climb that I had wanted to uh, knock off and lead the whole thing of. Wow. And uh, it was uh, and it was kind of a, a ceiling moment for me in my climbing. And uh, Dean was super awesome and seconded me on it. And, uh, cause I knew I would have to take care of him cause he would take care of himself down there. And, uh, I got to the top and, uh, just, uh, we got off to the side a little bit. We're changing our shoes and you remember this name. And I, uh, yeah, you're, I, you're I, putting tears in my eyes already. I started crying. I was just like, <laughs> I just uh, was sitting there and I started like weeping and crying man. and yeah, cause it was a big deal. It was in my head for a long time. And I really wanted to do it and it's a hard climb. Uh, so yeah. that was on Snow Creek Wall uh, in Leavenworth. Uh, it's called Outer Space, and it's uh, it goes at, it's uh, rated at V nine. I'm sorry at um, at uh, at five nine. But uh, when was it put up by Fred Becky? Oh jeez. Oh yeah. That's all you had Years to say. <laughs> it was like nineteen probably nineteen fifty or something or nineteen forty five. Yeah. So you know it's old school Fred Becky five nine. So like three pieces of pro, maybe? and it's 800, 800 feet, <laughs> eight hundred feet. No, there's lots of pro. It's just you know, there's just some hair raising moments, and oh I'm so proud of myself. And I just like was starting. I just started crying at the top because wow. and Dean was so awesome. Uh, Dean floated up behind it. He was just like, "It's okay, it's okay. Shake your hands out. You'll stop cramping. <laughs> you may want to place a piece." <laughs> Oh my right. gosh. Well, we've had That's such a great amazing. time talking to you and are so thrilled that you agreed to spend time with us. And uh, if people are interested, Chandler Mountain Challenge, 
Horse Pins 40 uh, is kind of your home crag hangout. Um, and uh, just so much good stuff uh, coming out of uh, Alabama. Yeah. Super um, stoked to forget, hear uh, Don't forget Orphan Voice. Uh, you can Thank go you. to orphanvoice.org. Uh, it's an amazing <coughs> organization. Like I said, they have uh, their hands in a lot of cookie jars as far as how, how much they serve Thank out you. there. It's an amazing ministry. I've been out there myself uh, for the uh, climbing wall that I built for those kids uh, at the therapy centers. So I've seen it with my own eyes. They really squeeze every penny out of every dollar that they get. Nice. So it's it's an awesome, awesome ministry. Um, if, if I could, I would like to uh, just say a couple of things. One of the... Yeah. One of my current projects, I guess, I can't say projects, current uh, ministries, yeah. is uh, a small group that is my local chapter for Climbers for Christ that I started back in September. Nice. And uh, it's called Roots and Routes. And right. our, our tagline is, your roots direct your routes. And again, the, the parallels, you guys, I'm sure, can easily see it from, from climbing and for life. Yeah. And uh, it's really open to um, the university students that I climb with. Um, I have a few of them attending. And uh, they're not all Christians. Some of them are skeptics at different levels. Some are seeking. Um, they're all seeking truth, um, but the the paths that they're on are they're at kind of different uh, rest points. I'll say right for it. And uh, the amazing thing about it uh, that I just want to put out to everyone, uh, whether you're a believer or not, um, as in uh, whether you're a, a Christian or not, is really ask yourself: What is my worldview? What do I believe? And how do I know that it's true, right? And uh, every worldview, I, I learned this in some, uh, some ministry training that I've got in the past, but every worldview has to have good answers for these four categories, these four questions. And those questions are origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. And basically origin is where, where do we come from? How do we get here? Yeah. Uh, meaning is what's my purpose in life? You know, yeah. who, who am I? Uh, morality is how do I know what's right or wrong and what does that look like yeah. in, in living day to day and nice. then in destiny is what happens to me when I die yeah. right? and any, any legitimate world you needs to answer those questions and those, those answers need to correspond with reality and they need to cohere as a whole right on. and I just encourage that's what we're doing in, in my group is uh, we're, we're just asking those life questions and you know these these students are of the age right now. They're in their early twenties, where they're just starting life. Yeah. And these questions really matter. And and I always ask them uh, two questions to really get them thinking. And it's, what is the foundation of your life? What's your life built on? Uh -huh. And then the second follow up question is, can that be taken away from you? And if it was, how would you respond? Right. On. Right. And that really gets them thinking a little bit bigger picture. And that's why I tell them who my foundation is. It's not a what, it's a who, and that's yeah. in Jesus Christ. Right and that I've had it, I've had my, my life rocked. It hasn't been all amazing. I've had some pretty low points in our life, yeah. uh, in, uh, in my, my personal life and then in my married life. Yeah. Uh, so if, even through all the valleys and, and the mountaintops, Jesus has been constant, unchanging, always right reliable and always there. And so, so that's what I challenge uh, Everyone who's listening today is, uh, whatever your worldview is, like ask, is, how do I know this is true? And yeah. if, if I can't answer that confidently, start digging, start asking those questions right and see where it takes you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I bet you if you were to compare it to Christianity, you're going to start seeing Christianity stand taller and taller and taller.
Man, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Absolutely. And uh, can't wait to uh, have you show me how to get from uh, V0 to V1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All God bless you. Show me how to play some pro. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you yeah, both. It's so awesome. Much. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast uh, with uh, Eric and Dean here. Uh, please, please send us feedback on email at pod at climbersforchrist.org. We would love to hear from you, and uh, that's what I know on that. And hopefully we encouraged you, and we, not only do we believe, but we know that you have gifts to offer in in your local community. Yeah. And step out and be an encourager. Yes. And uh, climb hard. But love harder. That's right. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love you.